This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 4063 for Wednesday, the 28th of February, 2024. Today's show is entitled, ReChat GP, T output is not compatible with the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 4 International License. It is hosted by DNT and is about 27 minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is, a response to Hacker Public Radio 3983, in which Ken argued that shows using chat GPT output can't be posted to Hacker Public Radio. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio. I am your host today. Uh, my name is DNT. And this is a response show uh, to the one that Ken did a while back. Um, it's been a while now. I, I did a little write-up about this um, after spending some time doing some research and thinking about that. Uh, but then I ended up never recording the show. So, but anyway, I picked it up today and here it is. So I'm just going to read this stuff that I wrote that I think maybe I was going to email the the list or or maybe I was always thinking about reading this for a show. Uh, so I'm just going to read it because I, I don't want to take too much time on that. So um, this is about the show when Ken said that... Um, content written by ChatGPT, or in other words, uh, ChatGPT output couldn't be in um, Hacker Public Radio show because it's incompatible, because the ChatGPT license or terms are incompatible with the um, Creative Commons attribution share-alike license that we use. So I want to offer a different opinion on this here. And I mean, I shouldn't even call it an opinion. This is, uh, you know, I'm uh, not a lawyer, of course, and I, I'm just, I'm, I am interested in in things about copyright um, and free culture in general. So I spend some time thinking about this, and I think there's some interesting things about it that hackers may be interested in hearing about. So. Anyway, um, on whether ChatGPT output can be licensed under a Creative Commons license, um, I think it's true that it can't, uh, but it doesn't mean that ChatGPT output can't be in a Hacker Public Radio show, I would argue. Uh, it just means that that portion of the show would not be eligible for any kind of protection under the Creative Commons license. So because it would be unenforceable. So what that means is if I make a show and I license it under the Creative Commons license, attribution share alike, uh, and I pasted my ChatGPT output, someone else could copy the output, not the rest of the show, just the output, and they would not have to give me attribution. They would be able to ignore those terms of the Creative Commons license because the ChatGPT output is not eligible for that kind of protection. And the reason I think that's the case is, uh, so it's not that the terms of ChatGPT are incompatible, it's that ChatGPT itself is, in, is incompatible with any kind of copyright protection, right? Um, which, of which, you know, the Creative Commons license relies on the fact that there is copyright protection, right? 
through the Creative Commons license, you're exactly giving up some of the protections that by default you get um, from copyright law. So um, I'm, I have a, an article uh, that discusses some of this that I'm going to put in the show notes. It's from uh, December 2022. It discusses some decisions that have been made by the courts in the U.S. about ChatGPT and other generative AI. Uh, and then here are a couple of things. So first of all, one of the concepts about copyright in the U.S. is that um, uh, what can be copyrighted, what can be eligible for copyright protection are, are expressions of ideas, but not ideas, right? So if you express an idea, someone else can basically absorb that idea, learn it from your expression of it, and they can re-express the same idea, right? But as long as they did not copy your expression of the idea, uh, or as long as it's sufficiently different, you would not be able to claim infringement on their part, right? Um, against your previous expression of the idea. So if ideas are used but not copied, then the, the use would not mean copyright infringement, right? Because you don't own the idea, you own your expression of the idea. So another important concept about copyright is that the work uh, for it to be copyrightable, a work must be the result of original and creative authorship by a human author. So that's the first thing. ChatGPT is not the result of original and creative authorship by a human author. So right there, it can't be eligible for copyright protection. It's, uh, there is a famous thing about um, someone, uh, it was like a drawing that was made by a monkey or something like that. And then an artist that had staged this situation for the monkey to draw on a piece of paper wanted to claim ownership over the piece but the um yeah i think that didn't fly i i, don't, I may be a little bit wrong about uh, the details of this but there have been discussions about this in terms of uh there have been legal decisions about this in in cases where animals had produced a piece uh like a physical work that than someone wanted to claim ownership of and wanted to get copyright protection for. So, <clears throat> but anyway, first going back to the ideas thing. So uh, ideas are not copyrightable, only expressions of ideas are copyrightable. Uh, and, you know, copyrightable, I should really say eligible for copyright protection, right? So if ChatGPT is going around the internet gathering ideas, not copying them, uh, it is not infringing on copyright. Um, it is learning stuff uh, about the probabilities of what words come after what other words, right? And with that information, it's producing some new output, right? Uh, so, I mean, yeah, there's some strange stuff about what is an idea. Is ChatGPT really uh, working with an idea here, right? What is actually going on? That, I think, hasn't been settled, but there are th some things that 
there have already been some decisions about. So in general, um, it's thought that only human expression can get copyright protection. ChatGPT is not seen as human expression. That's definite, right? So it cannot get copyright protection. Thus, ChatGPT actually shouldn't even go so far as to say that um, they assign ownership of the output to you as they do in their terms because it they don't have ownership to assign in the first place, right? Instead, it should say in their terms that no one can own the output because uh, it can it is not eligible for copyright protection. So essentially it is uh, if it's public, it's in the public domain, right? Any chat GPT output. Like uh, as far as uh, some court decisions have gone, um, that I think that would be the terms that would actually reflect the understanding by courts in the US. Right. So, however, within any um, CCBYSA, a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike licensed piece, or any other piece, you can use content that is not eligible for copyright protection because no one can challenge you for using it. Right. That's the essential reason why. It's because it's not eligible for copyright protection. So, no one can tell you you can't do it. So by the same token, if someone reused your ChatGPT output that they copied from your show, you wouldn't be able to challenge them either on the basis of your Creative Commons license because it's not eligible for protection. However, other portions of your show would be eligible for protection, such as your inputs, um, I mean, your prompts, right, that you wrote for ChatGPT to generate this, this output, those those prompts, they would be eligible for protection, I would think. Uh, and whatever else you put in your show, that's not the ChatGPT output. So, so I think just because portions of a show aren't eligible for protection on the basis of a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license, it doesn't mean the show can't be published under that license, right? Um, so, um, of course, if you if you posted a show that was entirely ChatGPT output, and you tried to license it under a Creative Commons license, that license would just be unenforceable, right? You, you, sure, you could do it, but um, you know, based on recent court decisions in the U.S., that license that you're trying to put on this would not be enforceable. So, and then furthermore, um, as for ChatGPT terms of use, I think. The terms of use apply to using ChatGPT, not to using the output of ChatGPT, right? After you have used ChatGPT. So since the output is not eligible for copyright protection, no one has any say over how it can or can't be used. So on whether ChatGPT output um, can be licensed under the Creative Commons license again, uh, as Ken discussed in HPR 3983. Um, I would voice the opinion that the terms of use written by OpenAI don't place any restrictions on the nature of ChatGPT output use, only on the nature of ChatGPT use itself. So 
the output is after you have used it, used ChatGPT, right? Uh, so the distinction is that a lot of times people use ChatGPT to obtain information instead of to obtain content. And, you know, actually that that's the primary purpose of ChatGPT. I don't think... I don't think their purpose uh, in creating it is to generate text um, that you're gonna then reuse somewhere else, right? The purpose is supposed to be to get information. And of course, as we know, sometimes you get wrong information. Um, so the terms I think are more concerned with, with the information than with the content. And, and, you know, here I'm, I'm talking about how you, you use ChatGPT to learn how to craft a bomb, you know. That's the thing. That's what I'm talking about here, that you use ChatGPT. The terms of use talk about why are you using ChatGPT, you know. Are you using it for uh, to learn how to commit crimes or whatever, you know. Um, that's, that's what the terms of use um, are talking about not about how are you going to use the output of ChatGPT. No, it's why are you, how are you using ChatGPT? So uh, let's read this little bit here from ChatGPT's terms, which Ken provided in the show notes for 3983. Uh, Subject to your compliance with these terms, OpenAI hereby assigns to you all its right title and interest in and to the output. This means you can use the content for any purpose, including commercial purposes such as sale or publication, if you comply with these terms. So unfortunately, it doesn't explicitly mention what rights you can choose not to reserve in the output. And uh, I haven't been able to find any legal opinions on this, but um, I don't think I have ever seen any cases where you're forbidden from um, relinquishing rights over intellectual property so anyway the way i see it the this section that i just read it shows that the it supports the idea that the terms are about using ChatGPT, not about using the output of ChatGPT use right so as long as you observe the terms while using ChatGPT, the output is yours is what the the thing says the terms of use so subsequent use or licensing of the content is not subject to these terms. It shouldn't be assumed to be. So then the, the terms that appear in the usage policies document, which I'll put the link in the show notes, in my view, support this idea even more uh, because they're quite clearly about ChatGPT usage as opposed to usage of ChatGPT outputs. So, um, Let's look at section three of ChatGPT terms titled content. Here's what it says, um, chapter, uh, paragraph B. Similarity of content. Due to the nature of machine learning, output may not be unique across users and the services may generate the same or similar output for OpenAI or a third party. For example, you may provide input to a model such as quote, what color is the sky, end quote, and receive outputs such as, quote, the sky is blue, end quote. Well, other users may also ask similar questions and receive the same response. Responses that are requested by and generated for other users are not considered your content. 
So this is very similar to the way trademarks that happen to be a word with a common meaning, such as Apple, are described as, quote, weak trademarks and are entitled to much less protection, right? So it is questionable whether OpenAI even could restrict anyone's use of ChatGPT content. Um, in fact, I think there have been court rulings in the U.S., as I said earlier, declaring that generative AI content is not eligible for protection at all. So perhaps a bigger question is whether even the rights reserved under a Creative Commons license can actually be reserved by anyone on ChatGPT content, as I said earlier, meaning that any direct use of ChatGPT content would have to be put in the public domain. If anything, relicensing ChatGPT content could come to be seen as copyright infringement upon those who hold copyright over the training data. But I think the fault here is with OpenAI and assigning to you the rights over it, rights that OpenAI could not have over the content themselves, right? If anything, what, what I'm trying to say here is, it's, I think it's pretty clear that OpenAI does not have the authority to assign rights over ChatGPT output to anyone, right? Um, maybe we as a society, our courts, will de decide that they actually infringed upon other people's copyright when they used their um, copyrighted material in their training data. I think that's there's a very strong case there it may very well happen and uh you know even recently sam altman admitted that it would be impossible to train chat gpt without infringing um on copyright which you know we hope some some very strong opinion will come out of that um eventually uh in my view it should be uh, yeah you know um no we are not going to support uh you breaking our uh, rules so that uh, your company can be very successful right that's just not how democracy works so anyway um so uh now coming back to to hacker public radio um i please don't take it to mean that i am a champion of generative ai right my my greatest hope for ai is that um, it'll kind of kill the the web a little more, right? We, uh, you know, we have kind of basically been, uh, companies have basically been treating people as generative AI and getting them to write this, this really crappy copy and copying stuff around back and forth so that now you search for anything online and you all, all you find is all these all these ads and stuff so i think there's a some good potential for all these companies to start using generative ai and for things to get even worse and to make for for it to maybe finally lead to the collapse of this web that we have today and then we'll get to rebuild um an internet that we maybe like better like the ones the, the one that many of us here on hacker public radio mostly live in um, so that, that, you know, that's right now, I think that's a good thing that could come from it. At least this, this kind of a mass appeal form that chat GPT represents. Um, but you know, I, I am a technical writer at work, so 
I do see that, you know, there is some potential for some applications in the world of, of tech companies uh, that could be really interesting, and I, I am definitely not closing my eyes to it. Um, but uh, as far as Hacker Public Radio goes, I, I, I don't think we should have uh, um, any, any considerable amount of um, ChatGPT-generated content, of course not. I think it would be wise to have a, a generative AI policy anyway, maybe declaring that we're, um, maybe I would suggest that, you know, it could be uh, we are open to generative AI content as long as the subject of the show is, is in some way related to generative AI itself, right? We don't want, uh, we're not going to be interested in the show that uses generative AI output uh, as just a means to uh, talk about something else, right? We would prefer for you to just speak in your own words, basically, is what I'm saying. Um, but anyway, I don't, it's pretty obviously, uh, it's pretty obvious that we don't have a problem with AI content creeping into Hacker Public Radio. It doesn't seem so. Uh, so I wouldn't worry about it for now anyway. Um, so anyway, that's my view um, on all that. I invite you to think about that and see what you think. See if you agree with me or if you have a, another opinion, I would love to hear about it. So please record your, your response show and let's keep the conversation going. This is like an important topic of our time, I think. So um, it's kind of, um, I don't know, seems like it's a good idea to, to discuss it. Uh, I'll say a couple more things here. Here's what, uh, what else I've got written down. Let's see. Um, yeah. So in a way, I think it's kind of like generative AI, um, hacks copyright a little bit by, um, sort of converting, um, making it easier to convert copyrightable content into non-copyrightable ideas, right? It, of course, it doesn't do that directly, as we know. It just, it just figures out the probabilities of, of words coming after other words. Um, but when we look at it, we make ideas out of it, right? By accident, sort of. So, um, so that's kind of why I think it it would be a mistake for for free culture advocates to to oppose um, the use of generative AI. So let me read this other bit here. Uh, so as with fair use, the eligibility of for for copyright protection, this is kind of the basis of the fair use doctrine. Uh, the eligibility for our copyright protection hinges on how substantially you added your own authorship to the portion um, of something that is not eligible for copyright protection. So um, then here's a quote from uh, this article from the Federal Register, uh, a document, I mean, um, about... Um, just copyright registration guidance. This is the office of the U.S. government where you, where you register um, copyright, your copyright on stuff, you know. 
you know, you, you can go and register the copyright to kind of strengthen your claim if there's an infringement later. So they wrote, the Ninth Circuit has held that a book containing words, quote, authored by non-human spiritual beings, close quote, can only qualify for copyright protection if there is human selection and arrangement of the revelations. I'm not sure what context this was about here, but the article is specifically about um, uh, copyright registration guidance wor for works containing material generated by artificial intelligence. So in the, in the fair use doctrine, um, the degree of copyright protection to which such a work would be entitled um, is based on the degree of human selection and arrangement of the non-copyrightable source material is what that says. So it can only cop qualify for copyright protection, uh, something that is not eligible for, for copyright protection, such as ChatGPT output. It is, it is only eligible for copyright protection if there is human selection and arrangement, right? Uh, and how, how strongly it can get protection, right? Um, is based on the degree of human selection and arrangement of the non-copyrightable source material. So what that means is like, you know, there's always a fair degree of judgment that's made by the courts whenever they judge copyright infringement to determine whether something would, would fall under fair use or not. The fair use doctrine in the U.S. allows for, for a lot of nuance, you know, uh, so, so what this means for ChatGPT is that the janitors would have to make this kind of judgment, uh, case by case on whether or not to reject a show. And then they may very well decide they don't want to do that. And, and that's fair enough and decide that, that we're rather, we're just not going to accept any, any shows that have any, any, uh, ChatGPT output at all. Th that would be completely fine, of course. So, okay, I'll shut up now. Uh, sorry that this was a little bit messy in the end. Uh, I kind of read my notes and kept adding as I went, which just ended up making some things a little bit redundant. Uh, and um, I mean, I, I just hope at least some of you understood what I'm trying to say. Uh, and again, um, let me know what you think. Um, these these are just some things that I have uh, come to think about all this stuff um, from a perspective of someone who is uh, just interested in how how copyright works in our society and someone who is uh, very much a free culture advocate. So um, yeah, um, don't take too much time. Just get a microphone and record your response show and then post it to Hacker Public Radio. Don't, don't edit it much either. All right. So thank you for listening um, and come back tomorrow for another excellent episode of Hacker Public Radio. Bye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. 
hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.